All right, it is Super Bowl week. Welcome into the AI podcast, week number 94. This is Austin Coates, live in Kansas City, Missouri, joined by my compadre in Nashville, Tennessee, Isaiah Sanders. Isaiah, how does it feel knowing that the Chiefs will be playing a game in Allegiant Stadium in the playoffs before the Raiders will? (laughs) We are back at it. Um, It's here we are in 2024, and like you said, the Chiefs will be playing um, there at Allegiant before the Raiders. Um, Crazy to think that we are at this point with this team. Um, you and I both, along with the rest of Chiefs Nation, were doubting this team coming into the playoffs. And here we are again with the inevitable Patrick Mahomes back in the Super Bowl. Um, and Las Vegas, that's that's a bit of a home, home game for Kansas City. Even though it's out west, um, Las Vegas is all too familiar territory. They call it Arrowhead West for a reason. Um, but one could argue that that is also a home game for pretty much anyone who plays there, not named the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, in recent years. Uh, but we'll get, we'll get into it here. And Isaiah, you said it best. Uh, we were down bad on the Kansas city chiefs this season for, for what felt like an eternity, but in reality it was about a month, a month and a half of the season where they were not playing well at all. Nothing could go right offensively. Uh, defense was actually the reason that they were able to win some games, I believe, down the stretch. Um, and now, you know, we're here. We're at the pinnacle uh, with a chance to do something that has not been done since the 2003-2004 New England Patriots, and that is win back-to-back Super Bowl titles. Uh, the Chiefs had the opportunity in the COVID year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fell flat on their face, and here we are back at it. So I'll tell you what, though, Isaiah, I don't know how much you've been paying attention to what people have been saying. There is some uh, feeling that this game is going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, and to that, I say, have anyone who's saying that, have you watched either of these two defenses play? <laughs> all year long. It's well known that the Chiefs have now not allowed a team to score over 28 points the entire season. And all the other teams in NFL history that have done that at this point, guess what, Isaiah? They all got rings. So I'm looking for a defensive battle in this game. Um, So let's talk about it. Let's, Let's talk about the Chiefs defense first. Isaiah, it's no, it is no uh, secret that the 49ers offense is uh, prolific, I would say, um, with the likes of Christian McCaffrey, who's a multi-all-time pro, or a multi-all-pro running back, who, if you remember, last time the Chiefs played the Niners, McCaffrey had just been traded, like, yep. three days prior <laughs> And uh, the Chiefs held him in check. Um, he's going to be a major factor in this game. Um, so curious to see 
what you feel the Chiefs defense should be focusing on in this game, is it going to be stopping McCaffrey running the football or are they going to really hammer down and lock up these receivers? Oh, I think the focus for sure for the Kansas City Chiefs should be stopping um, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think Brock Purdy kind of showed who he is in that Lions 49ers um, NFC Championship game, which is that he is a good, not great quarterback. Um, You know, San Francisco went in down big at halftime. Uh, but they're able to come, come back a, a lot through the ground game, a lot through um, some lucky plays, turnovers. Um, and so I really think the Chiefs should be honing in on McCaffrey, similar to what they did in the AFC Championship game by honing in on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' rushing attack. Now, the Ravens... Um, did not try to run the ball nearly as much as they thought as we thought they would. Um, Kyle Shanahan, however, he, I don't think will be afraid to continue running the ball. Um, now in playoffs past, that's been a question mark for the 49ers and for, um, you know, that Atlanta Falcons team that famously was up 28, three, on the New England Patriots. But Kyle's a heck of a football coach, and I believe he's learned from those experiences, and I would be inclined to think that they're going to come out and try and commit to Chris McCaffrey and even involving Debo Samuel quite a bit in the running game. Um, It's obvious they want to get Debo the ball quite a bit. He was a huge factor um, in that comeback against the Lions, eight catches for 89 yards, um, and McCaffrey, 130 all-purpose yards. So I really think um, the Chiefs' defense focus should be on one, Christian McCaffrey, and then two, on Debo Samuel. And how they're going to do that, um, I think it's going to be a similar game plan to what we saw against the Ravens, a lot of blitzing, but Good news is they can get away with more zone coverage um, against the 49ers than they did against the Ravens. Uh, half, or sorry, man, I should say man coverage. Mixed up my words there. They can get away with more man coverage against the 49ers in zone. You don't have to worry about nearly as much about turning your back to Brock Purdy. Now, he made the Lions pay a little bit uh, scrambling around there in that game, but uh, the threat of him breaking off a 50-yarder is uh, not basically non-existent compared to the threat of Lamar. So I would not be surprised if we see similarly a lot of single high coverage like we saw against the Ravens, um, except more man and zone looks combined. Uh, couldn't really afford to do a lot of man looks against the Ravens because of the threat of Lamar Jackson but I would not be surprised to see them mix that in quite a bit um, and kind of doubling McCaffrey out of the backfield with a linebacker assigned to him to go either way. Um, you know, if he goes, if he goes out to the right, you know, Bolton, Bolton will take him. Or if he goes out to the left, Willie Gay will take him, that kind of thing. 
Um, and even, you know, now that I'm thinking through that out loud, would not be surprised to see just quite a bit of zone coverage just so that we're not worried about man-to-man matchups or having a mismatch against Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he's he's very good out of the backfield, uh, and that's you know another way that he makes his money. Um, and so the Niners like to throw underneath to him all the time. Uh, another thing I've I've noticed is that the Niners love to throw those quick slant crossing routes uh, yep. to their guys like Debo and Ayuk, and get them upfield quickly. Um, and that's something that the Chiefs have been pretty good at neutralizing this season. And then, of course, there is George Kittle, um, the all-pro tight end, who is, in my opinion, second best to Travis Kelsey over the last five years. Um, a phenomenal talent indeed and uh, a force to be reckoned with. So you, you just hope that the Chiefs can, uh, you know, I, I don't believe the Niners are scoring, you know, 28 points in this game. I think the Chiefs defense is that good and just has been under-recognized by a lot of people. Um, but the Chiefs are going to have to have the formula that they've had, you know, the last several weeks in the playoffs um, in terms of, you know, they, they shut down to it. They shut down Josh Allen. They shut down Lamar. And the crazy thing is the biggest game of them all involves the quarterback that is probably the worst of those four. Um, and I'm not saying that as a knock to Brock Purdy. It's just talent-wise, the closest guy to him is Tua. And I think Tua, yeah. is, Tua is a better quarterback um, overall. So it's going to be a great battle defensively, but now where I think the game is going to come down to is going to be the Chiefs offense against this Niners defense. So the Chiefs, they, they're they able to quick strike and score against the Bills a couple weeks ago. Ravens. First half was good. Second half, they could not do anything against the Ravens' defense. Um, The Niners' defense is third overall in points, right behind the Chiefs. So it's going to be another. It's going to be another battle, and uh, that defense is laden with stars. Of course, you got. I'm sure you heard Isaiah Nick Bosa was asked uh, what he thinks about the Chiefs' tackles, Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith, and his comment is they hold a lot. Uh, so if you don't think that's going to fire those boys up this week to get ready to put on a clinic against Bosa and the other DNs, you got another thing coming. So good pass rush by the 49ers, great linebackers, um, and then an okay secondary. Where do you think the Chiefs exploit and look to attack? Um, I really think the Chiefs are going to look to exploit the 49ers on the ground. Um, both of their pass rushers, uh, Nick Bosa and Chase Young, who they traded for, um, really like to get upfield. And that can create some holes in the running game. Now, Fred Warner, all pro, he causes a lot of problems. But outside of Warner, you really can take advantage of this Niners team on the ground. We saw that with the Detroit Lions, especially in the first half um, of that NFC Championship game. They were really running all over the 49ers. Um, now the 49ers came back, you know, had some answers. Lions, you know, got put in a bind. 
didn't do as much. But, I mean, Lyons still 6.3 yards per carry. You know, one of those was an end around the Jameson Williams, so they got, you know, one 42-yarder off of that. But Gibbs and Montgomery, their longest rush each was uh, like 15 yards in that game. And so they were consistently getting like six yards, five yards on each carry. Um, and that's something that I think the Chiefs can replicate. You know, even without Joe Tooney, um, probably, uh, I think Andy Reid said it was a long shot that he's going to play. And so we'll be once again rolling out there with a backup offensive lineman. Um, but proved all right against the uh, Ravens. Um, and that's another point I wanted to make. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens actually had a similar uh, game to the Lions against the 49ers, except they really controlled the game uh, more so through the ground and beat the Niners in the regular season. Um, I believe that was a Monday night football game that the uh, Ravens beat the Niners. Yeah, it was Monday night football. Um, that was at San Francisco, and that was, you know, who's going to be MVP? Is it going to be Lamar? Is it going to be Purdy? And Lamar answered that question. Um, and, you know, 102 yards on the ground uh, that game. Lamar, 45 yards rushing. Um, but the big story from that game was how the Ravens really shut down uh, the Niners' offense. So just complimentary football there. Um, but again, I really think the Niners rushing defense can be exploited and that opens up for play action for this chiefs offense, which we've actually not seen a lot of play action, um, out of this chief chiefs team. It's been a lot of just straight drop back, which makes sense. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. You don't necessarily need play action to create big plays in the passing game. But with this receiving core, I would not be surprised if, you know, we're running the ball, running the ball, and now we're utilizing play action to get, you know, that Justin Watson uh, over route or, you know, an MVS post even in this game. Because um, I think this offense is going to need a big play out of one of those two. It can't be all Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey. Um, I feel like that's one thing the Niners are going to come out and have a plan for, whether that means Fred Warner is, um, you know, jamming Kelsey every chance he gets, um, just popping him as soon as he gets off the line of scrimmage, um, or using Charvarius Ward and um, a safety to double-team Rashi Rice or doing that a similar thing to Kelsey. I feel like the Niners are going to want to take one of those guys away and really force the Chiefs' hand. And so I think Pacheco plus one of Justin Watson or MVS are going to have to step up in this game. I mean, given what we've seen this postseason from MVS, uh, who all season had three catches of over 30 yards, I believe, um, or sorry, maybe had three three catches over 20 yards all season, has had three in the playoffs. Um, I'm leaning more towards him. He's proven to be more reliable of late. But you know you know, we're good for a Tyreek Hill-esque route from uh, Justin Watson on like a third and nine 
Uh, and Mahomes just launching it to him. Um, no, I mean, the Chiefs have got to establish the run. And they'll have Pacheco. They'll have Clyde edwards Lair. They may have Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Playoff McKinnon. Let's he, go. He may, he may be playing. Um, in which case, I don't know how much action he'll, he would actually see. But it, with all that being said, Isaiah, you and I both know what the Chiefs are going to come out and do if they get the ball first. You know they're passing on three of their first four downs. Um, we've seen it before. And then they'll establish the run game after that. So overall, let's do this. My biggest key to the Chiefs winning this game is twofold. Number one, stop Christian McCaffrey. You hold Christian McCaffrey under 100 all-purpose yards, you're winning the game, in my opinion. Uh, Now, if you let him go crazy and get something like 150 between running and passing, I don't know. Uh, and number two, get pressure on Brock Purdy. He is not good. Look at the, some of the defenses he has played and gotten beat by. Uh, the Ravens, the Browns. Uh, if memory serves me right, did they put, mm, they may not have played the Jets this year. I'm thinking of uh, when the Jets beat the Ravens. But teams that are known for getting to the quarterback have success against Brock Purdy. So you get to Brock Purdy, you don't even have to force turnovers, but which it sure would be nice. Um, Then I think you're going to have great success in this game. And I think we're going to be back here next week talking about another Super Bowl championship. So what is your major key to a chief's victory in this game? So, my key for the Chiefs, um, I think, is going to be controlling the ball. Um, I think if you give the 49ers offense enough chances, they're going to make something happen. And so, I think time of possession is going to be huge. And also, just possessing the ball. We need to have more possessions. Can't afford to turn the ball over. Um, That was evident in the Lions game. You know, the Lions had a huge lead and a fumble here, a missed fourth down here, and the Niners are back in the game. Uh, And that was something that was biting this Chiefs team in the regular season was turnovers. Um, Has not in the playoffs. So Mahomes needs to continue to take care of the football and uh, the receivers need to catch it when it hits them in the hands. And so another reason to not hopefully not see Kadarius Tony back for this matchup. Um, but I think that's my major key is just, you know, have over half the time of possession. So possess the ball for over 30 minutes and um, have to be at least even in the turnover battle. If we turn it over, we have to force a turnover. Um, I don't like our odds if we are losing the turnover battle. I would say that's been true all year for the Chiefs, um, with few exceptions of when they have lost the turnover battle that they actually ended up winning 
the game, but I think you're I think you're right. I mean, the Chiefs have to be opportunistic too when they do if they do get turnovers, convert that into points of some kind. No, um, red zone offense. How about that for key to the oof, game? Yeah, how about yeah, punch it in. I mean, something we have not seen them do all year it seems like uh with great success. No so, time like February to start doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now let's talk about it. You mentioned it, Kadarius Tony, uh, off the injury report and practicing. Andrew Reed, I beg of you to <laughs> slap a healthy scratch on Kadarius Tony. Um, I'm not interested in the slightest in seeing him play, and I think. That if he plays, uh, you are risking a big mistake <laughs> happening at some point in the game as a result of him. Whether it's a turnover, whether it's a um, you know a penalty, that is someone who I think needs to just be on the sideline. I, I understand he had one of the greatest plays in Chiefs playoff history to set up a touchdown last year in the Super Bowl. But I just, I don't need to see him this year. Your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to, I was going to mention that punt return as well. Um, But I think we can live without that. Uh, It's been a while, you know, punt returning is one of those things. Like I feel like you need to do on a consistent basis and he has not really done that this year. Um, He's been, in and out of the lineup and not playing. And he's, you know, going on Instagram live rants talking about, you know, he could be a number one receiver. He just gets the ball. And it's not like he's been completely robbed of opportunities. Uh, It's just when he's had those opportunities, uh, he's made mistakes, like you've said. And what did I just talk about? Chiefs need to play essentially mistake-free football. Do not commit turnovers. Um, can't have, you know, an offside call that takes back a touchdown. Can't have a drop pass that turns into an interception. You know, a couple of things that have happened because of Kadarius Tony. Now, like you said, he made some plays in the Super Bowl last year. He had a touchdown. He had the punt return um, that were both pivotal moments in that game and you know i trust andy to do what is best for this team but uh i personally believe that we'd be better off rolling out there with justin watson and mvs giving them all the snaps you know just play she play mvs play um justin and call it good you know get Richie James his Gee, yeah. five snaps as well but that's the only former giant wide receiver I want to see on the field no kidding and I think the I think we have seen the last of Kadarius Tony in a Chiefs uniform and Isaiah what a f- more fitting way to go out you want to know what his final play was on the field was in New England when Patrick Mahomes threw him a pass that he bobbled right into the hands of a linebacker for an interception. And uh, what a way to go out, I think. But, yeah, I mean, 
he has had every chance to prove himself. And quite honestly, it is one of the most laughable things ever to think that this front office was counting on this guy to be the number one receiver going into the year, if you can remember that. <laughs> it seems like an eternity ago that that was the opinion. But just incredible. I mean, people will say that we won the trade based on that Super Bowl play alone. We gave up a third-round pick for that guy. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know off the top of my head other Chiefs third-round pick. Let's see. Who have the Chiefs historically taken? Wanye Morris, third-round pick. I would say overall, Wanye Morris is a better NFL player than Kadarius Toney. Who did the Chiefs pick in 2022? Leo Chanel. Again, better overall player than Kadarius Toney. So we kind of threw away something, I think, uh, looking back now. Uh, there's a reason that a former first-round talent was um, being shopped by his drafted team, uh, yep. you know, before his rookie contract was even up. So I'm sure he'll land somewhere next year and probably cause problems there as well. So before we get to our official picks, let's talk about this real quick because it happened last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about it um, on last week's episode, and that is there's a new competitor in the AFC West, uh, Jim Harbaugh, fresh off of his championship with the University of Michigan, hired as the Chargers head coach to replace Brandon Staley. And I'll say it, I mean, they, I don't want to be the guy that's like, you know, every year the Chargers are picked to win the division. Like there's, it's coming eventually, probably after the draft. Um, they'll be picked to win the division, which is just ludicrous. But they certainly will be a better football team with Jim Harbaugh coaching. Would you not agree? Oh, they, I would say they have to be. Um, you know, there's a chance they kind of tear the roster down to the studs this year uh, just because of the cap situation they were handed. But I think long-term, uh, this is a awesome move for the Chargers. Uh, AFC West is filled with some great coaches now with Andy Reid, with Jim Harbaugh, with Sean Payton. You know, Antonio Pierce is kind of a we'll wait and see what happens. They obviously played some inspired football, but I think that was more so excited that Josh McDaniels was out of there. Um, so, but love the move for the Chargers. Um, you know, Harbaugh proved that he can win in the NFL uh, with the San Francisco 49ers and – um, I think he's going to be able to do a lot with Justin Herbert. You know, they brought in Greg Roma as their offensive coordinator, forming former Ravens offensive coordinator, you know, helped Lamar um, to an MVP season uh, a few years ago. And, you know, I think he can get a lot of Justin Herbert. You know, there's stuff to be said about Greg Roman's passing game. Um, but I think with, Herbert in this offense, and then Harbaugh just being the CEO leader, um, I think the Chargers are in for some major improvements. Um, that you know that organization's been in need of a culture reset, and I think they're going to get it 
Yeah, it's been a long time coming for them. Uh, they've had great rosters, and they have competed for the division, but they have not, I mean, only been successful getting to the playoffs a couple of times. Of course, had their hearts broken in last year's wildcard weekend at the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, one thing I will say, you talk about them tearing the roster down and kind of rebuilding. Um, they drafted Quentin Johnson out of TCU last year, and uh, they need production from a first-round wide receiver because the future of Keenan Allen is uncertain with them. And aside from that, they have Mike Williams coming back from injury, but he's seemingly always hurt uh, in some capacity. So the Chargers need production. And quite frankly, Isaiah, I need Quentin Johnston production as he is currently on (laughs) my dynasty fantasy team. I drafted him for a reason and uh, we didn't really see it this year. So it'll be interesting to see what the Chargers put together uh, in what I think is probably the division with overall some of the best coaches in the league uh, when you really step back and look at it. So with that, Isaiah, it is time to make our official Super Bowl picks. And let me start by saying this. If you all can hearken back to the beginning of the NFL season before week one, we made our Super Bowl picks. And uh, Isaiah, just curious, who did you pick to win the Super Bowl? I believe the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that's right. That's right. Who were they playing in the Super Bowl? Do you remember? Uh, did I pick? Did I pick the Niners? I don't. I really don't recall. I don't remember either. I was just testing your memory. Uh, anyway, I had the Kansas City Chiefs. I had a rematch, actually, this year, which, good on one side and couldn't be further from correct on the other. <laughs> um, but I will say this. Look, the Chiefs are trying to do something that hasn't been done in 20 years in the league, and a victory will cement them as an NFL dynasty. Um, it'll put Patrick Mahomes one step closer to the GOAT conversation the Chiefs are going into this game as underdogs, which just mind-blowing to me that Vegas is continuing to put them as dogs. Dogs against the Bills, dogs against the Ravens, dogs in this game by two points. And Isaiah, there's a concerning Kyle Shanahan stat that you ought to know about. When trailing by eight or more points in the fourth quarter, Kyle Shanahan is 0-36. So you talk about a key to victory. Get an eight-point margin in the fourth quarter. Historically speaking, you're winning the football game. I'm taking the Chiefs 28-21, to winning their second straight Super Bowl championship, third in five years, uh, and really cementing the dynasty, and quite frankly, Isaiah, the most hated NFL franchise we have seen since the New England Patriots. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are going to win Super Bowl 58. Um, all right. So, for my pick. I don't like how this is starting. 
Well, you know, it's 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 the 2023-2024 Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it's been a roller coaster. It's been up. It's been down. Um, but we've been trending back up, and we've been underdogs in the last couple playoff games. But this 49ers team, I would have to say, is probably the best playoff team um, that we've seen to this point. You know, the Ravens' defense was legit. They they shut people forget they shut out uh, the Chiefs in the second half. Uh, we won that game seventeen to ten on the back of this defense. Um, can we do that against the 49ers? Um, I think yes. That's uh, I think the Chiefs pull this off. I think this will be. Spags cementing himself as the best defensive coordinator in the league. Um, the two Super Bowls that the Chiefs have won with Patrick Mahomes, um, the Chiefs have scored over 30 points in each. I don't think that's going to happen, uh, but I don't think we're going to score nine points either, which was how much we scored in that Super Bowl loss. And so I've got the Chiefs winning um, – 20 to 10 mm. um, low scoring game I think Spags will be able to slow down this offense um, he proved that a couple years ago uh, right after the 49ers had traded for McCaffrey granted McCaffrey did not play much in that game but we put up 40 on that Niners team in that game I don't see that happening um, but I like the Chiefs um underdogs yet again but Super Bowl bound let's go that's what we like to hear and ladies and gentlemen take your money and go straight to the book and hammer that Chiefs plus two please gamble responsibly Uh, that is free money in my opinion Uh, watch out (laughs) uh, with that time for the final play Isaiah the honor is yours for the final final play before the Super Bowl. Take us home. So we were talking about Jim Harbaugh, um, but he had a quote that I really just had to address. uh, The chart that the GM also just came in and backed up, and that was Harbaugh saying that he wants to bring multiple championships to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, And Jim, I got news for you. To even win a championship, you're going to have to win an AFC West division, um, something the Chargers have not done in a long time. And, you know, things were all great out there in the NFC West and with the 49ers and at Michigan, but you're dealing with a whole new set of problems here with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So before you go talking about multiple championships, how about you worry about getting the Chargers above the five wins they had this past year? Um, AFC West runs through Kansas City. You're going to find that out the hard way next year, Jim. <laughs>